Hello everyone, welcome back to a podcast of one's own. This is the fifth episode and today we're speaking about classic role models. So the traditional roles of women um, in society, how that's changed over the past couple of decades, where we're at now, and then also talk a bit about the sort of um, stigma or the marginalization of um, stay-at-home moms. Um, so yeah, shout out to all the moms. <laughs> this is oh, your episode. Moms. And um, I'm here, um, as always, with <laughs> Esther and Victoria. Hello. Hey, girls. <laughs> always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> um, yeah, so Victoria, it was your session. It and, was. And um, you talked a bit about the sort of traditional role of the housewife um, mm -hmm. at first in Victorian times. Do you want to say... Yeah, do you it's want just, to give us like a brief, mm -hmm, very brief, brief history, <laughs> very brief history up until where we are right now. So we have seen the role of Victorian women as basically what Veblen describes up until 1899 as the best ornament in the house. So a woman's role was to show that the status of the household. So despite be women being belonging to different social classes, their role was still to be at home and still be um, the housewife, the mother, so take care of the house. So they were still constricted in their social classes, but within their social classes, they were constricted at home. So, you know, it was unacceptable for a woman to work because, because if a woman worked, it meant that the husband wasn't rich enough to provide for the rest of the family. This kind of developed all along like um, the 20th century too. And mm -hmm. um, we saw some of the advertising from the 50s where um, yeah. we start, we see also the start of the mass consumption uh, society, the way that we know it right now. And women at that point were the main target market for the new technologies that were developing. So for example, dishwashers, washing machines, mm -hmm. irons, you know, all of the appliances for the house, they were targeted towards women. They didn't have the money power to actually buy uh, what we needed to buy, what they needed to buy, but they had the power to tell their husband that they wanted that appliance. And that so was they, kind of a role. Yeah, so it was the first time they actually became targets. Yeah, and they became being, yeah. like the buying force. Yeah, yeah. But they still had no decisional mm -hmm. power, like that That has to be clear. And especially um, they, their role as housewife was even more underlined and highlighted with the start of Yeah, I don't know mm -hmm. if you just heard that. It's like really, really noisy. Uh, uh, well, yeah, like interruption. Interruption. <laughs> Sorry about the audio this week. We've, we've had problems. But yeah, as I was saying, so their role was even more highlighted with the start of advertising as mm -hmm. we conceptualize it now. They were the faces of, for example, ads that show them being servants to the husband. You know, we all know that. But I think it's a catch up um, ad, which is so easy to open even a woman can do it oh, you know yeah. so they were the subject of this type of um of stereotype as well and then we see that with uh, for example the not for example actually happened <laughs> with the um, um there was the start of this concept of the problem that has no name which meant that increasingly during the second wave of feminism uh, I'm missing the name of the book right now. Um, the Feminine Mystique. Thank um, you, The Feminine Mystique. Um, 
So the problem that has the name, which was basically when women, when the second wave of feminism started appearing, the focus was to try and eradicate these, the women from this role of a housewife. Because what was seen is that despite the fact that in ads and by society, women were shown as being the happiest when they were housewives, the reality was that men and women were experiencing what we now know as maybe depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. just not being well fulfilled, or fulfilled exactly mm-hmm. but the problem was that nobody spoke about it because they all thought that it was a shame on them and on their family mm-hmm. that they didn't feel made them look like worse housewives as yeah well. and we saw just one last bit to just recap and that this is a problem that is happening in current times as well we saw a TED talk where it was a therapist who said that she still sees her clients um, women clients experiencing this problem that has no name so this sense of loneliness because you think that nobody else experiences what mm-hmm. you're going through. Because women are still not allowed to say, you know what, I'm not happy because to you're, be at home. Yeah, because everyone's expecting you to be, be happy when you're yeah. like a full-time being, mom. Being and a full-time mom and yeah. to be like yeah. the purpose of your life. Of and your existence. like fulfilling enough for yeah. everything. Yeah. And then also um, what happens if um, what you were saying in the session about the empty nest syndrome, like what happens yeah. if the kids grow up and they leave the house and that's yeah. basically like the purpose of your of your life. Um, and, and now you're like them, maybe, so. I don't know, 40 years old, 50 years old and you have to mm-hmm. find yourself having to like yeah. start again. And we all know how hard it is to make friends even when you're in your 20s. I yeah. wouldn't want yeah. to imagine how hard it is when you're even, mm-hmm. you know, older than that. But what she brought up in the TED talk about this sort of social... Um, isolation being actually like a hazard for your health yeah. like your mental health and your your physical health and yet we're not really talking about it and there's this huge um, stigma I mean I'm really grateful for like second wave feminism and the women's liberations movement but we came like I think we arrived at a point now where women are encouraged and which is good but also expected to pick up a career and pursue pursue it and work preferably full-time yeah, because and also capitalism, be a great mom because but then if also, you have yeah, but then also do the splits between um, being an amazing mom, being there for your kids, still expected of you, and also work full time, and that's obviously, that's almost impossible. We like reached how... a point where it's like, there's this paradoxical expectation on women. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you be you have to be this amazing mom still, and you if you don't want to be a mother then you know when when a woman maybe our age says oh i don't want to be a mom actually there's mm. this incredibly negative stigma around you like oh but you don't even know like how yeah. would you know you're how only 20 you know? something yeah. but then on the other hand it's like you don't want to have a career like are you sure like women fought for you to have a career it's like okay so what the hell am i meant to do am yeah. i meant to, so is my role just part-time mom part-time worker like can I not I, I remember I didn't bring this up in the session because I couldn't remember I had this conversation with one guy once not my favorite person in the world <laughs> as you can tell by what I'm about to say and I've, I'm, I'm studying business so one of my concerns is I don't want to be working for a CEO for somebody in the future who then doesn't want to hire me based on the fact that I'm in a fertile fertile age yeah. Because that happens, you know? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> and he said, but it's normal. Like, if I'm a business owner, mm-hmm. you know, I will think about Make that. logical choice yeah. for my business. Exactly. It's not going to be worth any of my money if I'm going to hire a woman who in five years is going to have children. So, of course, I'm going to ask if she's going to have children. I said, would you ever ask that a man, though? Would you, like, in an interview, would you ever ask a 22 
maybe 35-year-old men, I mean, even later, because men can have kids whenever they want, to be honest. Even later, would you ever ask a man in an interview, oh, are you going to have kids? Because like, I need to know that for my... Like, within, like, within that frame of thought, because <laughs> men, so, like, obviously some men do go on paternity leave, but the fact that the system is so uneven yeah. doesn't even give them the option to, like, in a lot of places, in most places... Like men don't even get like a week's maternity, like paternity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's this. Like in some places, women only get two weeks. Like it's just actually like insane. You know, there's this absolutely paradoxical expectation. Women, so what? What are women? There's at the end of the day, there's always a stigma around women, like any of our choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever we choose to do, we're not doing the other thing, and that's bad. I think the main, all- yeah, the main thing is that it is about choice. So if a woman decides she wants to stay um, at home and she wants to be the primary caretaker for like for the kids that's fine and there's no need like there's no reason why she couldn't be a feminist at the same time Mm -hmm. and if a woman wants to work full-time and she doesn't want to have kids that's also fine but then I think also we have to talk about choice and how autonomous we actually are in our decisions that we make because we all grew up in this society we all grew up with the same like social expectations Mm -hmm. and the pressure there is on us so how like how free are we actually when we decide i think it's Um, like the whole like like the whole uh, response of society to women that decide they don't want to have kids is that they're like literally like stepping away from women like they're not being feminine enough or they're not like they're they're like you know yeah not being woman enough but i also think that being like a career quote-unquote career woman and focusing on your career and while also having kids like that's all that's where a lot of like a big portion of the pay gap gender pay gap comes in as well because you're not gonna like if you have a kid not only time-wise that you have to like manage your time and not spend as much time like working as you have to take care of your kid but also the whole like emotional labor part and Mm -hmm. like the fact that it actually takes mental energy even when you're not with your child even when you're not doing it while you're at work you will be thinking about Mm -hmm. it and it will take up energy and concentration like it it sets it does set like moms back in the working place I think to have such a big responsibility for the household but this like the you know it is a fact like that women take up more part-time work than men do because of this reason i think it's also if you have kids like i mean my parents did it my mom stayed at home for i think a year after she had my sister and then she worked full-time again and we had like we had a nanny because my parents like they both worked full-time and they could afford it but if like if they worked in like jobs that didn't pay as well um one of that like both working full-time wouldn't have been an option no Um, so and it's not and then it's also like the choice of if you want to be equal in your like dividing Mm -hmm. the labor of taking care of a child it's not necessarily the easiest like you you might want for the the dad to stay at home with a kid and mom goes out and works full-time but you also have to take the economic factor into consideration and in a lot of places in most places Mm -hmm. having one salary is still kind of like kids are expensive yeah kids are expensive and only like 
surviving on one salary then of course you're going to pick the salary that's going to be highest which is going to be the man's one mm-hmm. yeah true. so like it still just perpetuates the whole the divide but then i think one thing that we spoke about in the session was like katarina kind of mentioned it before the idea that housewives should still be part of the community mm-hmm. of fa- like yeah i think like, one of the biggest problem we talked about the problem that has no name is then we kind of have a tendency to then leave housewives outside of the narrative yeah. and just talk about working moms, which is super important, and talk about mm. their struggle, which again is super important. But then we miss out a number of people, number of women, who then cannot be part of the conversation and feel left out, and they shouldn't. Because I think for me, one of the points of feminism is to create a community, a sisterhood of women to support each other. And if within this movement, movement there is such great stigma around women who decide to not work for whatever reason maybe it is societal influence maybe it is yeah. their own choice i don't think maybe not that, but like we that cannot judge that from the outside I truly, exactly i truly think that like feminism in essence is about choice yeah it's exactly just, like it's that's like the whole point of the movement is to give women the choice, the choice. Yes. in every given situation in their life to make choices for herself and and this is just one example where it just it has become really infected i think yeah I and agree. it's like i mean the whole stigma that's built around stay-at-home moms like to me it's like so obvious that it's because they're doing a full-time job and we cannot ignore the fact that families like a family is the most important like unit that's yeah. where like the state has to rely on mm. obviously everything is centered around this. yeah yeah um because if there are no kids there is no future like workforce mm. um there's going to be like a demographic shift whatever like it's going to collapse basically so they're doing like the stay at home quote um moms doing full time jobs but they're not getting paid and mm. everything in our society is like centered around paid labor like, yeah. So oh, and to me, it's like it's it's so it's bullshit. Like it's excuse ridiculous. me, but they're it's not like they're gonna stay at home and start drinking wine at like twelve noon. <laughs> no, no, they're taking care of the house of the kids. They're cooking. They're cleaning. Um, and just they're because it's not the paid, also, like, just, essence, like, just because it's, so it's not paid, it's just not it's not appreciated. But also, those are respectable duties of, for example, somebody who has their job, is a cleaner or is a nanny mm-hmm. or is. Those yeah. are the same jobs. It's yeah. just well, that they're not entering. Yes. Uh-huh. It's just that it's not entering the workforce. And as always, we end up with that idea of why is capitalism our economic system, our social and economic system? Because if you think about it, the only reason why stay-at-home mom or dad or whoever decides to stay at home have this this negative, you know, aura around them is because they're not part of the workforce and according to our society. If you're not you're, part of the workforce, yeah. you're, you're not have to like not you're not valuable. Like, and that is yeah. so far away from the truth. Yeah. That is absolutely not the truth. And at the end of the day, it comes up with the idea of if you're not part of the workforce, it means that you can't consume with your own money. And if you can't consume with your own money, you're not a valuable human being. That's the society that we live in. That's yeah. the I can't, and that's so wrong and it's so absolutely like mm. silly. But we have to like rethink the way that we define work in that sense. Exactly. Because obviously yeah. this is work. But mm-hmm. it goes into, we were talking about it in the session as well, uh, it was brought up how um, how even it goes into like the language we use when we talk about it. So we call it stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. 
but we not call it sit in a cubicle yes office worker and it's so like it, it's so i think especially those words stay at home like it sounds like it's like That's leisure like like it's yeah. really just chilling you're just at home and, and it, re- just, it just reduces the whole idea it makes it impossible to to talk and think and even like like see it as work because yeah. it's actually called being a stay-at-home mom and then that immediately makes you think that it's not work but it, but in essence it is and i think but it is and it's a kind of work where i'm where i personally think i could never do it like I, i'm no, just not because it's also about like, like doing something for uh, one of the big things that we talked about as well for women who devote all their time to their families and like regardless if they are full-time stay-at-home moms or full-time or working and mm-hmm. yeah. being moms there's still there's still like the limit like limited space for them to actually like do things for themselves and yeah and so and, and yeah. figure out who they are some they're, they're I don't know it's just really really upsetting to me I um, think like you were saying there's the main point should be choice and it should be respect yeah the point is that you need to respect the choice of every woman whatever a woman decides to do is mm-hmm. non nobody's place to propose a judgment because she's another full story you know like you don't have um, no idea and And even if you do it's still not your place i think it's important like it was important for us to have this session because we talk so much about being inclusive and we talk a lot about race and class and um sexual orientation but it's also it's also about this yeah Um, we didn't even dwell into the problem of class if you think which about is massive, it, because, which is yeah. massive because not everybody can afford a nanny. Of course, no. yeah. <laughs> like you were saying before, like Esther was saying. And then before. it's just shame around money as well. Yeah. And like, which is unfair on women because we're not going to make as much money in the situation that we're in right now. But I was so like, next time someone questions the need for quotas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then be like, look. <laughs> I was th- like, within the feminist community, there's so much. Um, Such a bias. There's so much like mm-hmm. internal conflict about this because Mm -hmm. people think that stay-at-home moms like today are setting the feminist movement back which i think is like totally yeah i don't agree at all like there's this there's this movie coming out little women uh, and and one of the characters in it she is really like she can't wait to get married to have kids to have family like she's Mm -hmm. very like for her that is fulfilling like that is what yeah like is meaningful and her like her purpose and then she's having this conversation with an, another character who's like, no, but like, there's still time. Like, you can you can run away with me. You don't have to marry him. Like, you don't have to do this. She's obviously very like, we need to get rid of the shackles of like, this like ideal of having to be like someone's someone's wife for us mm-hmm. to be to be valuable. Uh, and then the the first character she's like no but actually like I love this person and I want to and like, I really like, want to do this yeah. I don't need to get this hard this things this is not a sacrifice for me <laughs> yeah, right no. now but we have to get to the point where it it doesn't affect your like your safety and your ability to support yourself like yeah, if, which, if, that, if the choice you make whether to stay at home thing. or not affects like how you can support yeah, yourself I think that's, that's what I was saying in the session as well mm-hmm. because obviously um no one should question your choice if you're if you want to stay at home you want to have kids you want to take care of them the household um but it's important to also keep in mind that if you 
stop working, you're not going to be self-sufficient and mm. you can support yourself, which might lead to an imbalance in like the dynamic in your relationship because the one yeah. who, yeah. like the breadwinner in the family, which is going to be the man, yeah. um, he'll make all the decisions um, that affect your life as well. And like we said before, when the kids leave the house or... Um, or maybe the marriage doesn't work out anymore and you want to you wanna split up but you just can't because you can't you gave yeah. up work and you can't support yourself it's also so that's, not as it's easy tricky. as like just like if that mm-hmm. would happen it's not as easy as to just like start working because you've then sacrificed you've like out of 10 or yeah, 20 years of, of your, your job life for 20 years and obviously you, you're like going to be in a disadvantaged position towards mm-hmm. someone who's got a bunch of experience and like references to mm-hmm. show for so it's it is. Uh, it is a complex problem. Like everything, have, we ever, minutes. have we ever discussed anything in the session where we're like, right, so this no, is the problem. No, this is not why we know exactly what to do. <laughs> and after think, two hours we were like, well, I think what's important is just to start a conversation because yeah. if we keep the stigma around staying at home and just being, you know, full-time, whatever you want to call yourself, if we never start a conversation, then these problems are never going to get talked about. Yeah. If we don't start a conversation around, well, we need to still, like, ensure some sort of money safety net yeah. know, for women to do that, you know? How about the state would just pay it? Yeah. Stay-at-home moms for because the work. Because work. Because without their work, the state wouldn't exist. I know. So, <laughs> I know. so how about that? So, so what we're talking about is to dismantle the society as we know it, <laughs> make an economic and social revolution, and... Yes. <laughs> I'm glad we got to that solution that's easily done next week on the podcast we'll talk about how we done that in one week only <laughs> nothing has ever come to that conclusion ever <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah that's great yeah so I think we're gonna like we said we're not gonna find a solution now so we're gonna wrap it up and um yeah, stay tuned for the next podcast where we're going to talk about gender and art. Also, Whee! really interesting. Woo-hoo.